0: Not only is conference alignment alive and well, but right now it kind of just hits different when it's not just the Pac-12. You are
1: Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State
2: Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Howdy, y'all, and hello all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. We are available on all of your podcasting platforms as well as visually on YouTube. You can find me personally on Twitter at Aldeo State. Speaking of Twitter, today we got a special show lined up for everybody here. So let me just go ahead and roll in a couple guys that have already been on the show individually. Um, and what we think we're going to start doing on a regular basis, uh, most likely every Sunday. Ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome in Trent and Jason to the show. How y'all fellas doing on this fine realignment day? Wonderful. Thanks for having me on. I'm doing good, Cody. Thanks, buddy. Absolutely. All right, y'all. So, yeah, we'll just jump right into it. We're not going to throw a lot of shade at the Pac-12 in the very beginning because it's slightly unnecessary, right? We'll get to that. And I've had lengthy conversations today with people like Tony Altimore, which is extremely interesting. So we'll make sure we cover some of that. But the most interesting thing on the docket, the reason we're doing this kind of impromptu show is because of the, the talk going around about the ACC. So first of all, uh, both of you, give me, give me your thoughts on not only what's happening in the ACC, but how is this directly correlated to the movement of the Pac-12 in y'all's opinion,
2: Go ahead, Jason. <clears throat> well,
0: first of
1: all, I want to say to Trent, quit being disrespectful to me on Twitter. Quit trip, it's poverty. Quit being disrespectful to me. First of all, <laughs> get that out of the way. Uh, I've been saying I've been on record for a long time. I've been coming on Twitter for, I don't know, six, eight months since the very end of last season. Um I've been very adamant that I thought this was what was going to happen. The ACC would find the eight teams to get out of the Grand rights, and eventually we would add four or so teams from the East as well and become an 18- to 20-team conference. This really doesn't surprise me. The timing of it surprises me a little bit, but it doesn't really surprise me that this is how it's going to go down.
0: Uh, you definitely have been a very strong promote, proponent of the ACC side of things, uh, inevitably being part of the dominoes to fall. Uh, Trent, what say you, brother man?
2: Uh, I'm, with, I'm with Jason, honestly. I think, you know, with everything going on after the uh, move from U- USC and UCLA, I figured in due time there would be uh, more smoke about other teams moving conferences. But right now, it's, you know, there's a bunch of stuff that gets put out there. Big 12 media people saying, you know, the pack is about teams from the PAC 12 are about to make a move. And then you have PAC 12 media people saying it's all lies. And now we're hearing, as of just yesterday, ACC forming the Magnificent Seven to uh, go in and try to get media right, deals uh, straightened out. Or if not, they're going to try to bolt out. So, I mean, it's, you know, it, it's all up in the air and we'll see what happens. None of us really know. We're just going off of what we hear. Well, Brett McMurphy had reported yesterday evening that um, the
1: athletic directors from the ACC had come out of about a four hour meeting with the league uh, yesterday afternoon, evening time, and they were instructed not to talk to the media whatsoever. So that's a little bit of a smoking gun, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and some of the, the stuff that seems to be matriculating around at the moment is part of this move may have been that Brett Yormark extended an official offer. Not not just a, hey, you'll have a landing spot, but officially, you guys do whatever you want to do. If you can get to eight teams, get out of your deal. We here at the Big 12 have spots for X, Y, and Z teams. Do you think there's some relevancy in that potential conversation? Or or do you think it's completely random that the ACC has decided now to team up and look for an eighth member to potentially get out of their grand rights deal?
1: Well, if you read the reports for the last several months clemson florida state miami have been the three main proponents of trying to get some revenue sharing i think that was the the tipping point for those three schools to try to start the legal process and i think the big 12 has had conversations inside itself and said okay in theory if the acc were to break up who would we want to extend invitations to and i think those teams would be somewhere in the in the realm of Virginia Tech, Louisville, Duke, Pitt, maybe Georgia Tech, maybe Miami, if they don't get offers from other school or from other conferences. But I think that your mark was given the green light of hey, if this if this starts going down, these are the schools that we authorize you, you have full reign to go say, if you want to join their plight, you have a spot in the Big 12, no equivocations.
0: No, I
2: think think the tipping point, in my opinion, was when the Big 12 media rights deal got done. I think, you know, you said uh, Clemson, Miami, Florida State. I think Florida State, Miami, uh, their 80s or presidents might have talked and thought it was a slap in the face that University of Central Florida is now going to be making more money than Florida State or Miami. And so, you know, I think they got with Clemson and like, you know, we need to do something about this. Um, but I think that, you know, the Big 12 media rights deal is kind of what uh, opened their eyes up saying, hey, we deserve more money. Uh, we should be making more money than some of these other schools because of our brand.
0: Well, and I think the the Pac-12 has proven that is not the model to follow. The sit on your hands and wait for a prayer. It's not the way to do it. Right. W- which leads me to this. With all of this coming down the pipeline. Does this change? our mindset as far as some grabbing some Pac-12 teams? Like, do we immediately shift to, instead of bringing in the four-corner schools because of the the pretentious, sanctimonious nature in which they, they, they choose to live on their sword by, do we just completely bypass that now and focus on getting some ACC schools? Are you still like both? No, I think the plan has always been, from the beginning, as far as the Big 12 is
1: concerned, was to grab the four-corner schools and grab four schools out east. Um. I don't see more than four coming from the East Coast. I always, I feel, like, I always feel like that was the plan. Take our 12-team conference after the Gooners and, and Texas leave. Mm-hmm. Take our 12 teams, add eight teams to it, and make a coast-to-coast, basically, 20-team conference. I do think that this pretty much slams the door on any Memphis, San Diego yeah. State, SMU. I think this mm-hmm. slams the door on any of that talk. Thank, thank the Lord. They should
2: have never been in a conversation to join the Big 12 in the first place. And I think, you know, the Pac-12, they don't know that, you know, as much as they say everything is fine, I don't think it's fine. They're not going to figure out their TV media rights deal for quite a while now. Brett Yormark, I think, has had conversations with some of those presidents from those schools on the West Coast, um, letting them know, hey, we're interested in you. You know, if you don't like how things work out with The president and the conference as a whole, you know, submit an application and we'll see where things go. But, you know, with the ACC picking up uh, all the smoke now, I'm a lot more intrigued by ACC schools than Pac-12 schools. And I've told Cody this before. We actually had a conversation about this earlier on the phone. Even with USC and UCLA leaving, I don't even consider the Pac-12 A power five conference, even with Oregon and Washington, they're not a good conference.
1: Hey, easy now. Oregon and Utah have been very comparable to what Kansas State and Oklahoma State have done over the last decade, and those are probably the two most recognizable football brands in the Big Twelve outside of BYU. You got to kind of put BYU to the side because they have their whole their whole own little culture thing going on. But yeah, as far as success on the field over the last decade kansas state oklahoma state for the the new big 12 oregon and utah for the Pac 12 very comparable uh in my opinion
2: okay so let me ask you this then if you took kansas state and oklahoma state and put them in the Pac 12 do you not think that they would have the same success or better success than what utah and oregon have right now in that week conference
1: yes i do but i also think if you put utah and oregon in the big 12 they have very comparable success too
2: I mean, it can go both ways. But I what I'm saying is I think there is better brands on the East Coast than the teams that are left on the West Coast right now. Right. I would much rather go after – I think Pitt would be a phenomenal add to the Big 12. They have that huge rivalry with West Virginia. That would be West Virginia's travel partner on the East Coast. I think they would be a great fit. You know, some of the other schools you named – I think Louisville would fit in to um, – the Big 12 as well, you know, their football team's always pretty decent. Basketball has been down for a couple years, but they're going to get back to where they are. Baseball, you know, they're always competitive in baseball. They've been to the College World Series multiple times. I think they would be a great fit in the Big 12. And then, you know, you think Georgia Tech, I don't really know if I would want to take Georgia Tech. I get it because of the, like, Atlanta area, you know having that TV market, but I don't think, other than not, Georgia Tech really brings too much to the table. The recruiting base, though,
1: if you look at that Bermuda
2: Triangle, that little oval of death that came
1: out after the season, that 17 of the last 20 national champions had come out of that circle or whatever the number was, you get into that recruiting base. If you're going to miss out on another Florida school, now having Central Florida in, in the league is good, but the same in the same breath you say Pitt would be a great travel partner for West Virginia, a Georgia Tech or a Miami would be a great travel partner for Central Florida. And that just furthers your recruiting base. Now you can say we're gonna play two games in your region every year
2: or oh, every sure. Like I get what you're saying hundred percent. And shoot, I think Miami would be a great fit for the Big 12. I just think, you know, Florida State has too much pride to want to come to the Big 12. I think that I just personally think they will think they're too big for the Big 12, even though they're not um, sports-wise. But who knows? Like I said, Brett Yormark, is, he's a G. He, you know, He's going to get stuff done. He's a great, he worked with Jay-Z at Rock Nation, obviously ran that whole uh, ordeal for him. He's a great businessman and I think he'll get some stuff done. And I think he'll shock a lot of people that when it comes time that if there is teams that move around, I think he's going to grab some teams that maybe we didn't think we could get. But maybe. who knows? Like I guess right. so. Let's let's,
0: let's talk about some of the potential options and some of the options that we should maybe just push off the table immediately. But first, before we do, I do have to tell the fine people out here today we were brought to you by Built Bar. It is the greatest protein bar on the market because it legitimately tastes like a candy bar. Yeah, you could talk about the 130 calories or the 17 whopping grams of sugar and all of the protein. You could talk about all that. Or you could just talk about the convenience of having something that good that's also good for you. Run to Walmart today. Grab yourself a four-bar box. You can grab multiple flavors, whether it be cookies and cream or coconut puff or my personal favorite. Is right now the peanut butter puff is kind of uh, kind of growing on me a little bit here, y'all. Uh, but if Sam's Club is your cup of taters, go get yourself a bulk box of 13 bars. Again, try all the wonderful fav- flavors or go to built.com, use the promo code locked on 15 to get yourself 15% off. Try some built bar and you will thank me later. All right. So we've kind of touched a little bit on the fact that. I don't know, we've got some discrepancies in regards to who could potentially join the fold, right? I think it's fair to say the two teams that are kind of the catalyst for all this, obviously Clemson and Florida State. Trent, you brought up an interesting point. Florida State does fancy themselves, right, as that that complete upper echelon. And as far as like the blue blood style of status, Okay, I can buy it, right? They're pretty close. The pageantry and everything that they do in Tallahassee is flipping awesome. They probably do fancy themselves a little higher grade than the Big 12. So let's just say that's the case. And let's also say the same is true for Clemson because both of those do bring in enough profitability and marketability to any conference, right? So any conference, Big 10, SEC, Big 12, we would all take those two teams. So let's take those two teams out of the equation. Other than those two teams, let's just pretend that they're already set to go somewhere else. What are some of the viable options, in y'all's opinion, for the, the, the let's say, four schools that could potentially join the Big 12?
2: Well, the best option left is Miami. Plan and simple of all the schools in the ACC, if you're taking away Clemson and Florida State, you go for Miami just to have, you know, like Jason said about Georgia Tech, you have South Florida recruiting. You know, Florida has phenomenal – college football, uh, prospects out there, you know, they have a, mm-hmm. a lot of great high school football. we talked to some other guys from some other spaces, you know, in regards to high school football in Florida, they have great athletes. And I think that would open the door for the big 12. And, you know, that would obviously really, really, really help UCF if they could get, if we could get, uh, Miami. And so, That's who I would say as my go-to. I'll let Jason discuss a little bit what he thinks, but that would be the number one option left if Florida State and Clemson are off the table.
1: I agree with you, but I also think the SEC feels the same way about Miami. I know that for a long time the SEC has kind of had this gentleman's agreement that we're not going to allow teams from inside the state to join the conference. Well, that went away with Texas. so. Mm -hmm. I think the SEC is going to covet Miami pretty heavily. I think there's too much bad blood with Florida State and the SEC. So I kind of go about this differently. I've been on record. Both of you guys can attest to this. I've said that the Big 12, the best-case scenario for us as a conference is to be that third option left standing when it's all said and done, however that happens. So I kind of work this problem backwards. I think Clemson's going to the SEC – I think Florida State's going to the Big Ten. Now, what group of other three schools go with those, that's debatable. But I think, like, your Dukes, your North Carolinas, and your Virginias are going to feel a little hoity-toity and feel like they're too good academically for the Big 12. And those seem like the four best schools, Florida State, Duke, North Carolina, and Virginia for the Big Ten. And then Clemson and Miami with whatever other gathering of teams that they the hell they may only want to take two teams to the SEC. They may not want to get to 20. So of the ones that are left, you just have to look at what brands are out there that are the most viable. And to me, that would be Virginia Tech, Pitt, Louisville, and probably NC State or Georgia Tech.
2: Well, it's funny you keep you brought up the academics part because, you know, that's the whole ordeal with the Big Ten, you know, your academics and you, some of the teams out on the West Coast. At the end of the day, the academics aren't going to matter. The academics aren't going to be paying the schools millions and millions and millions of dollars. It's going to be brand and how good you are, you know, and we talk about football, but in, in a sense, I think eventually it'll be you know basketball too like you know basketball in the big 12 is really big but i i mean i i think that you know i just it's funny that you know all these media people keep bringing up academics so oh, this team wouldn't go to the big 12 because they're academics or yeah. yada yada but to me at the end of the day it's not going to matter because it's going to get to the point where you want to either be in a the sec B the big 10 C the big 12 none of the other conferences are going to matter there's and another. I, I keep reiterating Brett Yormark because he, to me, has made Big 12 fans feel like we are safe, like we're not going to get gutted. Do I think in the future that there could the Big Ten or the SEC could try to come poach some Big 12 teams? Oh, for sure. I definitely think eventually it could happen. But I think as of right now, the Big 12 is in a really good position. We're not going to get left behind. We have a great deal that's only going to get better within the next 10 years, especially if you add some more big name schools, it's just going to get better and better. So academically wise, I don't think it's going to matter eventually. Right now it might, because not a lot of teams have made the jump yet. But when one team starts to makes the jump, more teams and more teams are going to start saying, hey, I want to apply to get into this conference, yada, yada. No one's going to care yeah. about the academics. It- But, hey, if you'll excuse me real quick, Cody, I'm so sorry. My baby just woke up. If you want to cut to you and Jason real quick, I'll be right back. I'm so sorry. All right,
0: brother, man. All good. All good. All good.
1: Hey, one aspect that we haven't brought up, Cody, yeah, we haven't tackled the angle of the Big Ten. What is Notre Dame going to do, and what is the Big Ten going to do in regards to expansion out west? Are the reports that Oregon and Washington have been vetted and cleared to join the Big Ten? That could change drastically to the decisions – that are made when it pertains to those teams. So if they've already vetted and cleared Washington and Oregon, and that's two teams, and they're only going to add four because maybe Notre Dame's told them we're not doing anything for the next decade. Maybe yeah. we're, not doing for the next year. we're going to sign a long term grant of rights deal with NBC. That changes the whole scheme dramatically. So if the Big Ten's only going to take two, that would probably be Florida State and maybe. North Carolina, that opens up a lot of options. If the SEC only takes two, say they only take Miami and Clemson. That leaves a lot of options out there. Then you've got Duke in play. You've got NC State in play. You've got, I mean, you can't count out teams like Wake Forest, Boston College. Like you can't, at that point, you can't rule out anything. Brett Yormark just say, screw it, and let's just blow the whole thing up, have a 2014 conference, and let's just take all of them.
0: Who knows what could happen. Man, that would be that would be an oddity for sure to see that happen, but you're all right. All right. This is a wild, wacky world that we currently live in. Um and, and as it pertains to the Pac 12, right? So um I know our 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 buddy, Mr. Tony Altimore, caught a lot of smoke yesterday, and and deservedly so, right? Uh, But I will admit, like he has been sending me messages all day. We've been talking back and forth. So he's not dodging, per se. I'd love to get him on camera and have this conversation. But the biggest thing I will say is it's not so much Pac-12 media punditry purposely misleading their fan base. They legitimately believe this stuff. They legitimately, they do, man. They're being told by ADs and presidents, this crazy stuff that the big 12's lying and, and it's not even a conversation and the TV rights deal is going to be fine. So again, like I I did, I chastised them a little bit and I asked like, why would you purposely deceive your fan base on a daily basis? And he was like, we're we're not, this is the information we're getting directly from eighties and presidents. So it leads me to another question. Where is the disconnect and where does it stop between the fan bases and the quote-unquote '80s and presidents, because I've heard over and over again, again today, that the Pac-12 schools have no desire to join the Big 12. Well, maybe, maybe donors, none of them. maybe some of the people up in the ivory towers. But I can tell you, living in Colorado, the fans, the fans want the Big 12. The fans miss the Big 12. The fans want relevancy, so what and you- stability. Let me, let me just clarify and
1: make sure I understood you right. What you just said was that you're getting information that there's not a single school, as far as administration's concerned, in the Pac-12 that's interested in coming to the Big 12. Facts. That's a lie. I know. That's a 100% lie, dude. Hey, if you're not looking for a lifeboat when the Titanic is sinking before it starts to go under, you're going to die. Yep. So, if... To say there's zero interest for some of these schools is absolutely asinine. It is. That, that would be the same as if uh, Mike Holder had come out in 2012 or 13 or whenever that was when all the hubbub about OU, Texas, OSU, and Texas Tech going to the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. If we had come out and said there's zero interest, that's a lie. Right. A right. lie. You think your conference is dying. You just lost four members. You think your conference is going to die. If OU and Texas are legitimately interested in going to the Pac-12, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, Baylor, TC, any of those teams that are attached to those two programs are going to try to attach like a leech to a lifeboat and try to create some sort of
0: relevancy. So that's just a lie. That's just a flat-out uh, untruth. But isn't it, isn't it ironic, though, that they are peddling this stuff ad nauseum? And and, and again, like my, my question still remains, so I would still love for him to, to get on air and break it down for me because... Yeah, I don't mind reading, right? I did go to the school for kids that can't read good, but I can sift through some some words here and there. And it's just, there's a lot of information, but it's all, in my opinion, completely misleading. Well,
1: it's just like we get on Twitter all the time and do spaces. You have a job to do with Locked On. You do daily podcasts with Locked On. You have to have something to talk about. And when these media people in the Pac12 aren't really getting a lot of information they may be telling the truth that may be what the 80s and the but it's not a lot of information they just may be telling yeah that there's no truth to that yeah so what else are they going to talk about right now they have no media rights deal to talk about they have no real network interested in their conference to speak of they have they just lost the two best programs in their in their conference to the Big 10 recruiting news is kind of dead right now Mm-hmm. The season's still 4 months away. Yeah. Like there's nothing to talk about. So they have to create some sort of a narrative. So right now it's probably just full on survival mode. Like oh, we're fine. The pac is fine. This that and the third. Which in reality some of these guys know that that's 100% not true.
0: But maybe I have this all wrong, okay? And somebody can let me know down in the comments. But to me, part of just being generally in this industry whatsoever is to help shed light on situations for the fan bases, right? So it's just like I don't understand how I don't know that they can perceive throwing shade constantly at the Big 12 as beneficial and realistically as a fan base. It's like when you're getting- how do you how do you decipher the stuff as a fan? Like if you're a hardcore fan of the Pac-12. Well, you're hearing that it's falling apart. You're seeing visually that there's no money to be made, yet your people and your conference for your team are still telling you everything is fine. I use the analogy that that I stole, but it's like, again, you standing in the middle of a house that's on fire with blindfolds on, hoping that the fire department shows up in time to save some of your house. That's how the Pac-12 media people are treating their own fan base. And that's what blows my ever-loving mind.
1: It's almost like a divorce, right? The mom and dad are getting divorced. <laughs> They've got ten kids that they have to separate, and they're trying to, like, the Big Twelve's the daddy right now. Mama yeah. at the Pac-12, they're trying to say any disparaging thing they can about their dad. Oh, he drinks so much. He's a jerk to you. He grounds you all the time. Like, why would you <laughs> ever want to go to that? He's moving to Oklahoma. Like, why would you ever want to go live with your dad? That's yeah. exactly what it seems like right now but when the court of public opinion comes out and they say okay Arizona you're old enough to make your own decisions where do you want to go the proof's in the pudding if they had any sort of a inkling on what their tv numbers were going to be that would be leaked out all over the place they have zero idea and I won't say zero idea maybe they do have well, a little they know idea, and maybe it's just so bad that they have done a blood oath with each other to not yep. ever let that information come out. Yep. Maybe
0: that's true. Because, dude, I mean, again, you never really know, but there are pundits out there that have some financial data put together just based off of, you know, what other conference has got and the the affiliations they have for third-party streaming as opposed to linear blah, blah, blah. And you're hearing well under 20 mil a pop. Yep. That's why they're not talking about it.
1: Last numbers I heard was around between 15 and 17 million, and then maybe some unequal revenue sharing for the Oregon and Washington's of the world where they would get them around 22. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that doesn't even remotely sniff. The only reason I think Oregon and Washington haven't decided to come to the Big 12 yet is because I do think there is still a legitimate chance and some legitimacy to the Big 10 having some interest in those two programs. Yeah. The USC and UCLA are going to need some travel partners. It makes no sense whatsoever to have two L.A.-based schools and everybody else be on the East Coast or the heartland of America. That's going to be a scheduling nightmare for the non-revenue generating sports. They have to have a couple more schools out there, whether it be Stanford Cal or Washington, Utah Cal. Somebody's going to have to come join them to make volleyball work, swimming work, gymnastics work. Like Somebody's going to have to be a travel partner.
0: Hey, Trent, we we appreciate your hustle. I saw you coming down that flight of stairs there with, with a little bit of authority. But you know what you're missing, my guy? You're Sorry. missing the dexterity that you need in bird dogs. Bird dogs. I'm not, I'm not even going to lie. So bird dogs is not part of my, my sponsorship today at all. But I was telling Trent earlier, dude, they sent me some, some shorts. And, and, and I wear shorts religiously, right? I always have, always will. I love golf shorts because they're they're flexible, they're breathable, all that fun jazz. Dude, these put golf shorts out of the flipping water. Aren't those the ones that you don't have to wear skivvies with? Yeah, the the, the boxers are like built in, bro. Oh. These heck, things are bad to the bone. Heck yeah. Dude, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's not even part of my promo today. I'm just super stoked.
1: Can you swim in them and stuff?
0: I'm gonna. Heck yeah. <laughs> I hope that answers your question for you. All right, Trent, basically what we were talking about was, right, the the Pac-12 and how they seem to be very, very, very obsessed with shoving complete bull crap down their fan base's throats. And then we were kind of talking about how that could eventually backfire. Not eventually, it's going to backfire. If you're a Pac-12 fan and you've heard nothing but from your people right, that everything's great, everything's fine, the Pac-12's great, the Big 12's a bunch of liars, don't listen to any of this. And then when it all does fall apart, I just, as a Pac-12 fan, I'm curious to see where, where people, where their heads are at. Because like we talked about earlier, you're hearing donors don't want to be in the Big 12 and, and this and that and the other. But I can tell you only from the fan experience. And the fans in Colorado, they don't give 13 craps about the Pac-12. The fans just want to be relative again. The fans want to have fun, but the fans also know that the Pac-12 is not the place for any sort of stability. So do you see this move by the ACC part of, I don't know, basically what the Pac-12 has done? Or do you see the ACC having teams that act all pretentious and better than everybody like the Utah and Stanford fan base?
2: You know it's really kind of hard to tell. I came back into the conversation whenever uh, Jason was talking about how the Big Ten is gonna need some travel partners for USC and UCLA and to that, I will say I would you know, I think I would agree, but I feel like if they were gonna add Oregon or Washington or whoever else, they would have done it by now, don't you think? like because they're already going in they're already going in what they leave what USC and UCLA leave in twenty twenty five right? when OU and Texas were supposed to leave. Yeah. I I don't know. The ACC whole ordeal is I don't know too many fans out on the East coast of like those schools. So I don't know how, like how they are going to react. I think their whole mindset is going to be, they just want to make sure their school is in a conference that's going to last. So I think, you know, a couple of these schools that are in this magnificent seven might be biting themselves, like biting themselves in the, you know what, because, Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, you know, if Clemson and Florida State want to do this, like let's go along with them and see what we can get done. But, you know, you're not getting – none of those schools are guaranteed a spot for a new conference as of right now. I mean, obviously, other than Clemson and probably Florida State and probably Miami. <laughs> out there that
1: kind of contrary to what you're saying, Trent, I've heard that it's not the Magnificent Seven anymore. It's the Elite Eight. Louisville joined that play.
2: Yeah, that's what, uh, was it you or Cody was just saying, uh, happened that yeah. Louisville. So, I mean, like I said, we it it's just, I, I, me personally, I don't think we know enough yet to know what's going to happen. And like I said, we could be hearing all the smoke right now and nothing happens for years. Like, we really don't know. We're just going off of what we're hearing. Like, Brent McMurphy, if he's putting out that stuff, he's obviously a reliable reliable source and he's an Oklahoma state alum. So you got to believe that guy. You know what I mean? Like it, it's just, we thought with the pack stuff that we heard, like teams were going to bounce. Nothing's happened yet. I understand they're waiting for their media rights deal. They're not going to get anything near what they're expecting. Um, so it's, I think, you know, if the ACC stuff crumbles first, I think it's going to put some of those pac 12 schools in jeopardy of screwing themselves out of a shot at the big 12 or Wherever else, because there to me, there's better options on the East Coast with some of these schools than there is on the West Coast.
1: Well, how much of this uh, renewed urgency, so to speak, coming out from the ACC, do you think has been generated because the news has come out that Oregon and Washington have both been vetted and cleared to join the Big Ten?
2: Man, I don't, I don't, I don't even think that that's, that's true. I mean, you know, we, we, we're talking about Tony Altimore earlier. Like he, you know, he's obviously, as we know, like die hard for the pack 12. He, he well, was, he's uh, willing to die hard
0: for him too, buddy. <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I, I think, I think Rogers
0: let that information come out too.
2: Yeah. I just Mark think Rogers if, that if, info. if Oregon and Washington were going to go or get invited, they would have already been invited. There wouldn't be, because like you said earlier, USC and UCLA would need travel partners.
1: I, I don't Actually, know if I, I disagree a little. I do too, because I think the Big Ten wants Oregon and Washington at a discount. And I think it's taken Oregon and Washington a little bit of time to come around to the fact that they're not as big as their britches seem to be. And that if we go to the Big Ten now at a discounted rate, when the next grant of rights comes up and we're a full member now we're making the 70 80 whatever obscure yeah. number the big 10 gets to that point but do i want to stay in the pac 12 even at 24 million or whatever their number is right now there's no grant of rights i mean we're in may when's their grant of rights in june or july
2: so this summer or is it next summer i thought it was next oh, summer. It
1: no it's this
2: summer okay so yeah, i agree with you i think you know to an extent, like I just said, like, I don't know if they'd be invited, but I I have heard that I think the big 10 wants them at a discounted price. Like they don't, I don't know if they don't think Oregon or Washington will bring much to the table. I don't think Washington would other than, you know, just their, uh, where they're located at, you know, what are they, they're decent in football. Haven't really been great in basketball. They have a solid softball program, baseball. I haven't heard much about them. I think, so I agree with you. I think Oregon and Washington just, you know, off, I think they get special rights in the Pac-12 because other teams don't want them to leave. Like you got the Oregon States, the Washington States, the teams are like, hey, don't leave. But then when they get to a bigger conference, they're like, yeah, we're not going to give you all this money. You're, we'll take you at a discounted price. And now they're kind of stuck in between. They're like, do we want to rot out here on the West Coast? Or do we want to swallow our pride and take a discount to go to a better well, conference?
1: Well, one of three, one of three things has happened right now. The legit, that's a legitimate story about Oregon and Washington being vetted by the Big Ten, and that's fixing to drop. So mm-hmm. that made the ACC hustle around, and some of these schools say, We got to figure something out. Either that happened, or the reports that Brett Yormark has extended actual options have come out for some of these teams, or this is just a bunch of BS that somebody drummed up, and none of it's true. Only one of those three things can be true.
0: I think the Big Ten was just going to wait on the next shoe to drop and they didn't want to be the one to cause the next shoe to drop. Right. So whether it be one year five year, 10 year, I think the big 10 knows they will most likely end up with Oregon and Washington, but they don't have a big reason to go get them. Right. And they also know that Oregon and Washington have no leverage right now to make them get them. I think this changes things. I think this is the shoe that drops because the last thing any conference can afford to do is get behind schedule. So now, if the ACC can get to the eight teams, whether it be Louisville, Duke, whoever the eight school is, they can get out of their grant of rights, and they can make some moves. To me, that's the window that the Big Ten needed. They're like, oh, cool. We don't have to be the bad guy now. Uh, let's go ahead and swoop up Oregon-Washington
2: and be done with it. Yeah, you would think... And they still get them cheap. Yeah, you would think that the SEC and the Big Twelve or and the Big Ten are just kind of mirroring each other. Like, you make the first move uh, so we don't be considered the, the bad guys, and then we'll make a move, but... So, let me ask you guys this. So, with OU and Texas leaving, say the Big 12 at this point, they're like, okay, we're only going to add four schools. So, I'm not going to – and for the Pac-12, I'm not going to include Oregon or Washington because we don't know what's going on with them. So, would you guys rather have a Colorado, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State, or would you rather have, let's say, a Louisville, Pitt, uh, Miami, and Georgia Tech? How How about option C? How about Arizona, Colorado,
1: Virginia Tech,
2: and Pitt? Well, I'm just saying, between the two conferences, if you had to choose schools between either conference, which way would you rather go? If those were your four options per conference, which side would you take? I mean, if you had to
1: take them in a lump, I would go ACC. I would go
2: out east. So that's that's kind of my point is I think the Pac-12 teams are going to end up screwing themselves because we don't know how many teams – Everyone just thinks that these we're trying to like the three conferences, Big 10, Big 12 and SEC are just trying to get to about 20 24 teams. What if they aren't? What if what if the are these conferences only want to add like four to six more schools? I can see I could see the Big 12 being at about 14. I feel like that's about right for the Big 12. Let the Big 10 and SEC get who they want to get first and then see what's left, but I don't think we should just pick up teams that don't bring a lot to the table and end up making less money just because we're trying to have a bigger conference. Does that make sense?
1: What if what if the ACC is just doing all of this and pulling a Mike Gundy and just using it all for leverage to get a better grand rights deal and stay intact as an ACC?
2: But can they as a whole, can the conference as a whole, get a better media rights deal as of right now?
0: Yeah. And dude, Fox and ESPN have already said that they're they're pretty tied up financially at the moment. Yeah.
1: OK, so say you're tied up financially at the moment. So say you give the ACC team thirty one million a year to stay together or thirty five million or forty million a year to stay together. Or you got to pay those teams as they break off. Say we add four of those ACC schools, they're going to have to kick in that pro rata clause and pay them anyway.
0: Um, not if they can legally get out of the, the grant of rights. I think, I think, I think legality wise, there's a way around it and that's what they're meeting on today. But we've also been told that that contract is pretty ironclad, so it would take a lot to get out of it.
2: 2036. That's just so far away. Like that's a long time for, especially with all this realignment stuff happening. I think you know ESPN's going to want to move the needle quicker and get these teams moved around because like I said we've all discussed this is the future of college football it's going right. to come down to make a conferences whether you're for it or you're against it it's going to happen you know and I dig it it's that's just the way that it goes man i don't know what else to say i think it's just it's going to come down to three conferences if you're left out then i don't know what to tell you you're not going to be relevant anymore you know you're going to lose out on recruiting money it's going to be crappy but you know yeah. it's more well, in the clear for our school so it doesn't well, really I, matter you know well, what i mean in, <laughs> in the
1: way it's structured right now i know a couple of people in those spaces have argued with me and they you know want to go to the big 10 or the sec and i get it the money is flashy and you're in the big time, you know, but you're a very small fish in a very large pond. We are in the best position Oklahoma State's ever been in an, as an athletic department. We get an automatic – our conference gives an automatic bid to the big dance if you win the conference. All you got to do is win the Big 12, and you're in the playoff.
2: I wouldn't even say you have to win it. I'd say if they're going to a 12 yeah. team. And you're probably
1: – what I'm saying is you have a guaranteed – and if you win the conference, you are – they cannot keep you out. now, Right. Down the road, the SEC and the Big Ten get together and they decide, hey, we're not given any automatic qualifiers. It's all going to be seeded or whatever. Then that's a different story. But for right now, we're going to make decent enough money to keep us relevant. Our recruiting base hopefully is going to expand if we move out east or if we move out west. We might be able to go get into California if we can get an Arizona or or Utah to come uh, to the Big 12. Our recruiting base is going to expand our competition level is going to go down to an extent because we're losing our biggest bugaboo. We can't get around OU for whatever reason. Me and Cody has argued till we're both blue in the face about what that, what that actually is. But regardless of what the reasoning is, we're getting rid of that problem. We're primed right now to take that next leap. And yeah, we might not ever be considered an Alabama or Georgia, but by God, when they start talking about consistent playoff teams in the next decade,
2: you're going to have to throw Oklahoma State in there probably. We can be a a Clemson. Yeah, Yeah. no, I agree with you 100%. I think Oklahoma State is in a great position right now, especially with the new – with what we have and the new athletic village that we're about to get. We are going to have probably top five nicest, you know, all-around sports facilities in the country. Oh, yeah. That's Oklahoma State. Like that Oklahoma State is doing that. My whole ordeal was I – the only thing that I've ever said is that – if it came down to it and the SEC was trying to move to 2014s, the Big 10 doing the same thing, whatever, all I said was, I think if the A, I didn't say that is going to, but if the SEC came calling Casey Shrum, we're gone. We're not going to stay. I think money wise, we will I, leave. I, I disagree.
1: I think you got to read the room a little bit. If you, If Oklahoma State feels like the Big 12 is secure, all the dust settles. We're at an 18 to 20 team conference, whatever the case is, and you feel secure that the conference is in a good place. Everybody's getting along, everybody's making decent money, and even if you lost one or two, say you're a 20 team conference and the SEC comes and snags XYZ University, who right. gives crap? Yeah. Like you still have 18 teams in your conference, and you're still secure until the until the day comes that Casey Schrum and Weiberg have to look at each other and say. We don't have a clear path to get to the college football playoff. You stay Pat,
2: in my opinion. Yeah, no, I mean, I I get what you're saying and I could see it. It, I mean, only the future is going to tell. So we'll we'll know in the next five, five years what's going to happen with the big 12 or with any of these other conferences, hopefully stuff happens before then. Because when I think of conference realignment, I get excited, man. I think of new uh, places that I can go to for away games and check out their, their campus and, just the new rivalries that are going to be made with conference realignment. So it's, you know, it, to me, it's exciting, um, you know, for us because we know that our team is secure and the future is very bright with Brett Yormark leading the way for our conference. Very smart man, already done so much more than Bob, Bob however you pronounce the guy laughing, Bowlesby has done, uh, in my opinion. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think the Big 12 is going to be a force. And I think they're, you know, We don't get enough respect for how top to bottom, how good our conference is in football. We are great in almost every single sport in the big 12 conference. We always have teams that compete with Texas, maybe not necessarily OU because they really only have football and softball and gymnastics, but we don't, you know, we don't have gymnastics. So it doesn't really matter. Texas, they won a lot of conference uh, championships. They're, you know, losing them definitely hurts more than losing OU, but I think overall Bro, I just watched Baylor.
0: I just watched Baylor four four by four hundred team demolish the S T C.
2: Oh yeah. I mean there's sports that we can definitely um we can definitely beat other conferences in for sure. And that's you know, being a big OSU baseball fan, like and I know Cody agrees, like to me, being in the SEC would be fun because you're playing the best baseball, and OSU is always a great baseball program. We all, always play SEC schools um, out of conference, so to me, it would just be fun. But I, I realistically, I understand what you're saying, Jason. I, I get it. You're very uh, intelligent. I hate to say very intelligent when it comes to conference realignment. You always got a lot to say, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's. It's it's the future, man. It's going to be fun to see what what happens. There's
0: there's wisdom in the beard, brother. That's why Gundy's growing one.
2: I yeah. think
0: actual pronunciation of our previous uh,
1: commissioner. I think the actual pronunciation of his last name is imbecile. I think that
2: <laughs> <laughs> that guy did not do much for our conference at all, other than great. then cool. bow down to OU and Texas to make sure that they were happy. Another thing that's super funny is that, you know, the one day that we decide to do a show, my daughter does not want to sleep. So uh, if you guys give me one more second, I'm so sorry.
0: It's a good good ending point out there. Um, Thank you for jumping in, Trent, everybody. This will be a regular weekly thing now. So uh, welcome to the the weekly Sherman Schnitzel show. Gang. (laughs) All righty, fellas. Trent, thank you. Go take care of your baby, brother, man.
2: Yeah, sure. You. you guys have a great day. Hey, Jason, real quick. Why don't you like QT? I just got to ask you, real quick. Why don't you like QT? Man, yeah. that's some country poverty crap, dude. Like that. Cody, Cody that's- you guys are actually, I think, getting some QTs up there in the Denver area uh, here before too long if they haven't already started on. I don't know about Colorado Springs. I know you're not up by Denver, but. Uh,
1: yeah. Boy Hayden has got to bow his head if he wants to say that Bucky's is worse than QT.
2: Come on. He was saying Bucky's is because <laughs> Bucky's really isn't a convenience store. It's like what? a neighborhood Walmart with gas. Like they're I'll go get
1: a brisket sandwich, fill up your diesel tank, and get your travel toothbrush. Get a
2: big old pack of chaw. That's right.
0: That's right. That's right.
2: All I'll right, it, um, baby. yeah. All right, brother man. Appreciate you. Week. Yes, sir. Y'all have a great one.
0: Later, boss man. Well, Jason, I appreciate your time, brother man. Yep. Thanks, yep, yep. Thanks I, for uh, jumping in here.
1: I just want to say I, I don't like to toot my own horn, but I man, I've been very adamant for the last six or seven months that this is exactly what was going to happen, and here here we are now. It all could be smoke a smoke show. It I could, believe yeah. before the football season kicks off, there is going to be a major shakeup in college football. I,
0: I dig think. it. I'm all here for it. All right, brother man. Appreciate Thank it. you much. Everybody, make sure you follow Jason on Twitter. We like to hash it out and have a lot of fun on on Twitter spaces. Also, make sure you go follow Trent as well. All right, brother, man. Appreciate you. Later, buddy. All right, y'all. Well, this one ran a little bit longer than typical, but we got to cover a lot of things. This is the news right now. This is the hot topic right now. And we've got a lot to discuss, whether it be the Pac-12 side, ACC, ACC side, The meetings they have throughout the course of the day are going to continue to be interesting, which means, stay tuned. That means there's absolutely more news coming right around the turn. All righty, y'all. That's all we got for this one. As always, I love y'all. God bless. Go pokes. Until next time, see y'all later.